Hey there, everyone. Welcome to Holy Man, a journey of becoming godly men. No matter if we are sons or husbands, dads, grandfathers, or just any regular guy out there, we are going to try to figure out how God would want us to live on this journey called life. None of us have it all figured out. So let's dig into God's Word and wrestle with God's Word as we try to become who God created us to be, specifically, holy men. Hey there, guys. It is great to be back with you for another journey, another season of the Holy Man podcast. And, uh, you know, as we head into the fall of 2022, I have to say my life is a little bit different than it was the last time I was with you. Uh, My family has changed a little bit. I have two of my kids are off out of the house now, and both Andrew and Colleen are off at college at uh, Oklahoma Wesleyan. And and that's just different because now just having two kids in the house, I have to say it's, it's different. And we're getting used to that. Uh, Valerie is a junior in uh, high school and Daniel is a third grader. So, uh, yeah. And let me just say, for any of you men out there that have both sons and daughters, I'm not sure if any of you gone through this yet or not, but, you know, sending my daughter off to college was a whole lot different emotionally than what sending my son was off. I don't know if it was just because Andrew was just more sure of himself when he went off and Kalina was just a little unsure of herself, or maybe it was just that protection thing that God puts in us dads, you know, my little girl going off. It just, it was emotionally a little different. It doesn't help that Karen's been pretty broken up and emotional about this uh, as well. But uh, yeah, things are different in my house and uh, change is not bad. It's just different. And uh, so as we think about that, guys, we're going to be, what are we going to be talking about? As we head into this new life group semester, uh, well, when when you have emotions, we have changes going on in our household. Let me just say that sometimes communication is a challenge. And so that's what we're going to be talking about uh, during this season that we're going into. We're going to be talking about the amazing gift that God gave us called communication. It's the ability to communicate with others. And it's a great thing, isn't it? I mean, we do lots of it. With our wives and kids, we do it with people at work. We communicate at sporting events, uh, at restaurants. We have to communicate with uh, those taking our orders uh, at Walmart, Home Depot. I mean, communication is a natural part of life, and uh, and sometimes it's easy, sometimes it's good, sometimes communication's a challenge. Like like I said, when we're going through changes and, and there's emotions in the room, man, uh, communication can be interesting. I'm sure all of you, just like me, you are perfect in your communication with others, right? Every message you send is perfectly received, and every message that you receive is perfectly received, just as the sender was hoping. And if that's true for you, let me just say, welcome to heaven. Because, <laughs> yeah, no way. Uh, it, it's just hard. There are so many problems that we face in trying to communicate well with others. Number one. There's the man-woman problem. (laughs) Men and women are different. We are created differently. And so there is just the difference of trying to communicate between men and women. Also, we have 
everybody has different types of personalities. God is very creative in giving us our personalities. Everyone's just a little bit different. And so, uh, yeah, that causes some fun moments. Uh, Then there's the difference of our upbringings. You know, we're raised by different family dynamics. And so within those dynamics, we learn to communicate. And that causes us all to be different. There's a difference in being from different parts of the world or even just different parts of the country, different parts of the state. Uh, I grew up in a very small town in central Pennsylvania, and the staff here laughs at me. Sometimes I'll say something, and they're just like, what in the world are you trying to say, Paul? So, you know, just depending on where we're from, we communicate differently. And we're all broken in our own different ways. We are broken at different levels with different wounds that we've received from different people over a lifetime, and that causes us to, to communicate in different ways. The biggest thing, though, is sin. We are all sinners. And for many of us, communication is a place where some of our sin can be seen in many ways. Right? Would you agree? You know, I talk about communication with many of you guys because I hear from a lot of you about some of the struggles that you're having, whether it's with your wife, your kids, coworkers, you know, that sin, whether it's your sin or someone else's sin, gets involved in our communication. And we all have some of those moments. And sometimes it's not just a moment, it's many moments. And sometimes those moments don't just last a moment, but they go on and on. And they last for long periods of time. Communication's hard, guys. It's just not not our words either. You know, our communication also sometimes is our tone, our volume. Maybe it's our silence. We give people the silent treatment and that causes communication issues. Well, in the book of James, in the scriptures, uh, James is the brother of Jesus, and he wrote a section within his book called Controlling the Tongue, or sometimes it's called Taming the Tongue. And basically, James says, it can't be done. Well, what can't be done? Taming the tongue. In chapter 3, verse 7, James says, people can tame all kinds of animals, but no one can tame the tongue. Kind of sounds hopeless, doesn't it? But it's not hopeless. Because we have a huge ally on this journey that can and will help. And that's, of course, the Holy Spirit. You know, Jesus never sinned. He had a tongue. He communicated. But he never sinned. Well, how did he do it? Well, he's God. And the cool thing is for us then, the Holy Spirit is God living within us. So by the grace of God, there is hope for us as we allow the Holy Spirit to guide us and to lead us into better communication with those around us. And that's what James says throughout the remainder of that section. We can't tame it, but God can. So what are we going to do over the course of these next 10 episodes, including today? Well, we are going to look at many of the specific and different ways that we men get things wrong. And we're going to look at some of the ways that we can allow the Holy Spirit then to help us get better in those specific areas. For instance, some of those areas that we're going to be looking at, like today we're going to be looking at uh, very quickly uh, complaining. Or no, we're not looking at complaining today. That's the one I was working on for next time. We're going to be looking at this idea of arguing and being divisive. Yeah. Have you ever done that before? Got arguing? We'll be looking at that one today. Uh, so next week, though, we'll be looking at this idea of complaining. And also, we'll probably be looking at this idea of retaliating. 
you know, returning fire when we get fired at. We're going to be looking at one of the weeks we'll be looking at a people who have a manipulating tongue. I'm not sure if you have that. Uh, some people have a hasty tongue. You know, when they speak before they really have thought about it, and sometimes we, when we do that, we let things fly out of our mouths, and it, it's just good. Some people have a rude way of communicating. Others can be cynical. There's people who communicate as know-it-alls, or maybe they're just self-absorbed and just how that flies out. Some people have a harsh tongue, a tactless tongue. I've known some people, and sometimes it's me, that are discouraging with their communication. You know, there's so many different areas of life where we just get out of whack. And it's not just, it's what's at our heart as well. And so that's going to lead into what we're going to talk about next. Uh, You know, there's so many different ways that we mess up, guys. So the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to share a gift with you. It's a gift that I have come to learn. It's a little passage out of Psalm 19. And uh, it's at the very end of Psalm 19 in verse 14. And it's just a simple prayer. And I think if we memorize this prayer and use this prayer in some of those places where we struggle with our communication, maybe we can use it to allow the Holy Spirit to get us better at it. And it goes like this. It's very simple. It says, May the words of my mouth... So there's the communication. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart. So the inside of me, that is where the communication comes out of. So it's what I'm focused on, what I'm meditating on, what I'm thinking about, my emotions, what, you know, all those different parts of the inside of me that, that then brings the communication out of me. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing to you, O Lord, my rock and my Redeemer. I mean, that's a great prayer, guys. Imagine if we could pray that prayer and God would answer that prayer in a good way. Wow. Imagine how that would affect our lives and the lives of people around us. You know, Psalm 19 in itself is such a cool psalm. It all deals with communication. Uh, to the, there's three different sections to it. The first section is the the author talking about how creation, the world that God created, communicates. Yeah, the world communicates. It lets us know about God. It starts like this. The heavens proclaim the glory of God. The skies display his craftsmanship. Day after day, they continue to speak. Night after night, they make God known. So creation is communicating. Then get this. Starting in verse 3, then it says, They speak, the world, creation, all the different parts of creation, they speak without a sound or a word. Their voice is never heard, yet their message has gone out throughout the earth and their words to all the world. So God's creation communicates. It helps us to know God. It is so cool to to read that, to hear this. I mean, this is God's general revelation. He created creation and then he allows creation to help us to know God more. We know him in so many different ways. We can learn his almightiness, his creativity, so many different ways that we can know God by looking at his creation. That's the first part of Psalm 19. And then it jumps into the middle part where it it simply talks about God's specific revelation, which that's the Bible. It says, you know, the, the instructions of the Lord are perfect, reviving the soul. The decrees of the Lord are trustworthy, making wise the simple. The commandments of the Lord are right, bringing joy to the heart. 
They are sweeter than honey, even honey dripping from the comb. So God's word, the scriptures, the laws, the all the different parts of the Bible, they're just amazing and they can transform our lives. That's what the middle part of Psalm 19 is helping us to know. So we're, first we hear about general revelation, how God's creation helps us to know God, and then the specific revelation of God, his word, his written and spoken word, helps us to know God more. So as we look at God's communication of how he communicates with us, the author writing this psalm, he then says, oh crap, that's how God writes. Now what about my communication? He looks at some of his own communication and he thinks, man, I'm in trouble. He says it this way, starting in verse 12. How can I know all the sins lurking in my heart? Cleanse me from those hidden faults. Keep your servant from deliberate sins. Don't let them control me. Then I'll be free from guilt and innocent of great sin. So he's talking about all that inward stuff that we each have inside us that is not of God. Stuff like pride and selfishness, cynicism, lack of trust, brokenness, wounds from others. All those things that are not going to be found in heaven. And this guy cries out, God, help me with all this stuff and my sin that comes out of it. And that's when that prayer that I mentioned earlier comes into the picture. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing to you, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. So this guy who's writing this, he realizes, first of all, he realizes, God, your way of communicating through your creation, through your written word, it is unbelievably life-changing. It helps me know you, God, more. And then he looks at himself and he says, crap. (laughs) My sin and the communication that comes out of my sin is just not good. So God, help. He cries out for help. I love that psalm. Because it's us realizing that there's a good God that communicates so well and we can learn so much from him. And our sin that messes us up, man, we need to get it straightened out. So that's what we're going to be talking about. Communication, learning from God and his ways of communicating, learning from how God can cleanse our inner soul, our hearts, and trying to allow our communication with everyone, our wives, our children, our co-workers, the people at restaurants, the people at the stores, wherever we find ourselves, we just need to communicate better. And imagine if our communication got better, how our lives would be different, guys. So again, so what are we going to talk about? I'm going to talk about just one area today then, specifically, so that when you get into your life groups, you can have a specific area that we can talk about about our communication. It's one that I pick one right away that, man, this is one that throughout my history, man, I've gotten it wrong. It's one that I have not done well with. Just ask Karen. She'll be quickly willing to tell you that. It's having this this tongue that is argumentative and therefore divisive. You know, it pushes people away from each other instead of bringing them together. And you think about if I'm a Christian, we're supposed to be bringing people together bringing people into community and not pushing each other away. But if you're argumentative for the sake of being argumentative, man, that that just separates people. It pushes people away. Well, that's what I've done a lot of this. This is certainly one that I used to struggle a whole lot more with, but praise God, because I've realized it. I've gotten a little better over time. I'm certainly not perfect at it yet. As a matter of fact, just a couple evenings ago, we were sitting down for supper and my wife 
she made a statement about something. I don't remember what the topic was. It doesn't matter. But she said it with a smile on her face. And so I, with a smile on my face, well, I just presented, presented a different side of her statement, a different opinion. Why? Because I could. Was it necessary? No. As a matter of fact, it was very unnecessary. Well, she pushed back with a reason for what she said. And then I argued back. It was so stupid of me. There was no reason for me to argue the point that I was making or to cause a division between us. She simply, she realized what was going on, me being argumentative, and she just stopped and looked at me and said, there's that argumentative way that you have. And I was had, man, I just, I felt horrible because I took this great meal that we were getting ready to have. And I just started it off by bringing division instead of bringing peace and just having a great conversation. And so I, I, for, I asked for forgiveness and we move forward then. But man, you, we do these. Anybody else out there do, do things like this? Instead of being loving in that moment and having a great conversation, I stirred the pot and I made an argument. It was just not necessary. I did it just because I could and because I love pushing people and it just didn't work. You know, I grew up in a family that liked to argue. And that's where I got this nature inside of me. It just, when when my family got together, especially with my uncles and aunts, we just, we had opinions about anything and everything. And boy, we just loved to argue. Even if we agreed with somebody, we would still just put a different side to the conversation just to get a good argument going. Why? Because we could. And because we liked sharing our opinions. And because, oh, it, was, it just wasn't always good, healthy situations. Any of you been in a situation like that? And for me then, I learned to be good at arguing my opinion. So much so that when Karen and I first got married, her family didn't do anything like that. They, they don't argue, and, and I love that about her family. They don't argue much at all. They have great conversations, but arguing wasn't something they did. So when all of a sudden, for Karen and I, when I would just start arguing a certain point, and sometimes I even, I agreed with Karen I would just make the, you know, be devil's advocate, so to speak. I would just put the other opinion out there just so we could have a great argument because it was something my family did. And she did not like that. And it caused pain in our marriage when we first got together. It was just not good. So, you know, I would rationalize that it was good for us to have great conversations or arguments. And honey, sugar plum, it it keeps you able to defend your opinion well, when really it just wasn't necessary. Many times it would cause friction between us. You know, I was just a turkey. (laughs) I was divisive and argumentative for no reasons. Well, what does God's word say about this? Well, in Proverbs chapter 6, 19, get this. It says that there are six things that the Lord hates. Did you hear that word? The Lord hates these things. Seven that are detestable to him. All right, we should take notice to this, right guys? Now, I'm not going to read them all. If you want to read them all, again, that's Proverbs 6, starting in verse 19, it says that. So you can read them all there. But one of the six, or one of the seven that is listed, is a person who stirs up conflict or discord in the community. So it's a person who intentionally stirs things up or looks to be divisive, to pushing people apart. And the sad thing for me is, you know, as, I, as I've done this, well... My son, Andrew, he's learned this a little bit from me and he sometimes will stir things up. And man, when I see it, my heart just breaks because I know where he learned to do this. 
It's the kind of tongue that stirs up disunity and potentially separates people instead of bringing people together. It potentially brings discord instead of peace. So it's not good. You just heard God hates it. It's detestable to him. Satan loves it when our tongue is argumentative and divisive. Sometimes we do it just because it was what was shown us, like me. And sometimes we do it because we want to attack other people's opinions, to knock them down, to make ourselves maybe look better because of a self-worth problem that we might have. We love to be right. For many of us, we lo- we'd rather be right than be loving, or at least that's what happens in when we're argumentative. So what does God have to share with us that has helped me to get a little better and hopefully more and more better as I continue on my journey? Well, first, a couple couple nuggets out of Proverbs since we started with Proverbs there in chapter 6. Let's jump to chapter 17, verse 14, where the author says, Starting a quarrel is like breaching a dam. Can you picture that? A dam break? Starting a quarrel is like breaching a dam. So drop the matter before a dispute breaks out. It's an imagery of a dam break with emotions being the water flowing out. You get this, don't you? For me to go into a room of people, whether it's family or friends or coworkers, and for me to stir up people with an just an argument, just whether it's, there's a good reason for it or not, is like me breaking open a dam, especially when I when I know where people are on the subject and I'm doing it just to get them stirred up. Man, that's just it's not healthy for the Christian body. Another one, another proverb, is chapter 20, verse 3 says, avoiding a fight is a mark of honor. Only fools insist on quarreling. Now, this is not saying that we should avoid discussions or good conversations. Absolutely not. Those are important things. That's part of being the body of Christ, having great conversations and discussions. And it helps it helps us to sharpen each other and encourage one another and help each other along. But if those conversations become argumentative or divisive, if they're pushing us apart from each other, if they're separating people instead of bringing them together, no matter who those people are, then they are, then they're not godly in nature. James, going back into that chapter of controlling the tongue, in James chapter 3, in verse 18, he says, those who are peacemakers will plant seeds of peace and reap. What do we reap if we're planting peace instead of division? He says, they'll plant seeds of peace and reap a harvest of goodness. Doesn't that sound good? It sounds better than being divisive and argumentative and just for the sake of doing it. Now, I'm sure God would agree that there are times when we need to argue. When we need to push back, let me go, let me share an extreme here. If Hitler was talking with us and telling us how great leading the Nazis were, I think that God would agree that we should be arguing with that and pushing back in a heavy way. But here's the deal. My wife is not Hitler. My kids aren't either. The people I work with are not. So me being divisive or argumentative is not going to help those relationships. If anything, I'm going to push them apart. I'm going to break them up instead of bringing them together. Okay, what are some things that we can do? What are some things that I have learned to help me get better at this? 
Well, the first one is that simple prayer that we talked about earlier. Again, imagine if if I was going to go to the supper table, if that's one of these places where I love to just throw my opinions out and cause arguments, if that's a place where I know going into it, if, if that's a place where I love to argue or wherever that place is for you or for me, if I go into it and just simply right before I get there, say that prayer, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing to you, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. If that's how I go to my my kitchen table before I eat dinner, if that's my prayer, what are the chances of the Holy Spirit using that and bringing blessing to my table instead of division? You hear it? Hear how that prayer can be so intentionally good? Well, what about this? If you've done this and if you've hurt someone or a relationship like I have done before, what about if you ask for forgiveness? What if you own it and say, man, I am so sorry. I, I should not have argued that point. It wasn't necessary. I didn't really have a need to do it at all. I actually agree with you. And so I don't, I don't know why I argue. Please forgive me. What if you do that? Because every time we own something and we ask for forgiveness, well, it reminds us, I blew it. And I don't think any of us like blowing it. I don't think anybody likes being wrong. So if I ask the person for forgiveness, number one, hopefully it brings our relationship back together. That's what forgiveness can do. But hopefully it'll help me the next time to not do it again so I can get a little better. Man, that's helped me a lot. When I ask for forgiveness of Karen or my kids or whoever it is that I argue with for no reason, if I ask for forgiveness, man, it helps me realize I don't want to do that again. I don't like eating crow, but I also don't like bringing division. What if you start questioning yourself? If you know that you do this on a regular basis, why do you do it? Ask yourself that question so that you can ask the Holy Spirit to help you to do things differently. Another thing you can do, if you catch yourself, if you find yourself starting an argument, take a time out saying, I'm going to walk away for a second because I realize I'm not honoring God. Just take a time out, walk away and come back, maybe pray that prayer and start over. And if you want to, uh, I want to encourage you, make sure you check out there's life group discussion questions uh, on where the uh, this podcast is. I have a couple really good scripture passages out of Jude and 2 Timothy that can help us move forward in our God-honoring communication, especially in this area, being argumentative and divisive and quarreling with people. What does God's word share with us to get better at this? And then finally, seek peace. You know, be intentional about chasing after peace because peace is better. If we are Christians, if Jesus is the Prince of Peace, then we should be peacemakers. And so our conversation, our communication should lead us into peace-filled moments. Guys, peace is better. Division's not. So I want to encourage you, seek peace. All right, guys, that's our, that's our first one. It's a big one, and we're going to have a bunch. You heard some of the other topics that we're going to be jumping into. And man, I don't know about you, but I would love to get my communication to a better place. I would love, or should I say, I don't want to get, I don't want to do it. I want God, the Holy Spirit, to get my communication to a better place. Because I know if God gets teaches me how to communicate better, if some of those things inside of me, those wounds, those sinful things, if I can get some of that stuff rooted out of me and the communication then that bubbles out from that gets better, my life and the lives of those people around me will get better. Guys, how's that sound? It sounds good to me.
And it's all part of the journey of the Holy Spirit of God. The gift that God gives to each and every one of us who claim the name of Jesus. The Holy Spirit takes the new creation that we are in Christ and allows the word of God written on our hearts to change us and allow the sin to get continue to get out of us and allow our lives to become more and more holy-like. So let's do that. Let's allow the Holy Spirit to do his work in us, making us better, making us more holy in how we live. And God be the glory. Guys, it's good being with you on another season of the Holy Man Podcast. Have a great week. See you next time.